Welcome to episode 42 of COVID-19, Public Health Policy and Culture. I'm your host, Dr. April Moreno. Today, we're talking about VA2, the sub-variant of Omicron. And we're going to be hearing examples and stories about what's going on in the research and the news from the World Health Organization, from around the world, the United States, in Denmark, Japan, and Africa. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Before we begin, I would like to let you know that we are a proud member of the Public Health Podcast and Media Network. We have a directory of public health podcasts on the site. Anyone who is a professor, researcher, academic, and student, anyone with a passion for public health is welcome to share their podcast on our directory of public health podcasts. And we just want to make sure we build visibility of these important messages in one directory for public health. We also provide career support and services, provide a networking platform, membership service for career development, and we support public health professionals at every stage of their career trajectory. Learn more about what public health podcasting and what the Public Health Podcast Network can do to support you by visiting publichealthpodcasters.com. Welcome to COVID-19 Public Health Policy and Culture, the podcast about COVID around the world from a public health policy and cultural perspective. I'm your host, Dr. April Moreno. In this podcast, you'll hear stories and examples about what's been going on in the lives of people around the world during this historic pandemic time. We share information that is meant to be translatable and understandable to the public with the goal of continuing and improving COVID communications, awareness, and understanding to get this pandemic finally under control. So today is the end of February the 28th, and this is our February episode of COVID-19 PPC. So back on February 21st, about a week ago, we saw an article in NPR about the contagiousness of Omicron, that it is spreading and feeling some worries. This is actually VA2. They have identified it in the United States, and we are continuing to keep a close eye on it. They're finding that it does spread about 30% more easily than BA1, the actual other Omicron. I'm not quite sure why we haven't called it a different name, maybe just because it is a sublineage, but we're sticking to BA2 at this time for this new variant of concern. In Europe, it is the new dominant variant at this time, but we're seeing that BA2 is slowly but steadily spreading here. I'm really hoping that it doesn't accelerate, but um, it is a concern that over the coming weeks ahead, we may see a continued spread of BA2 in the United States as well. We do see this relaxation of restrictions that have been happening over the past several days. Masking has become relatively optional, according to the CDC, and we will find out uh, the results of that and the implications of that over the coming weeks. Everything, as we've said in our previous episodes, tends to happen in these waves of two to three weeks. We're actually seeing some people who are infected and then starting to see symptoms pretty quickly after that. But in terms of spreading this, uh, we do see population level reports and changes over time generally in about two weeks where we start to see that curve uh, difference 
in the spread of the, any new variant or just COVID itself. So that's something that we're continuing to keep an eye on. So this article here is from NPR dated February 21st. The more contagious version of Omicron is spreading and fueling worries in the United States. And there are just so many conflicting views. I mean, it's really all about waiting and seeing what happens and remaining vigilant. Here, there's a person who believes that this is not going to lead to a huge wave of cases, according to this NPR article. But then on the other side of the coin, we are seeing people like Dr. Jeremy Luban at University of Massachusetts, who does believe that's going to be, there's going to be plenty of people getting sick and ending up on respirators and dying because of BA2. Whether it's going to be serious or not serious, we continue to, I recommend uh, remaining vigilant and staying on the side of safety. I'm sharing with you the information on the severity of what's already been happening and the risks that we may be facing. But there are so many different perspectives and beliefs on what BA2 is going to be doing. And it's really up to, unfortunately, it's up to the individual at this point. It is always safer to be on the side of not regretting something. And that's my view of this. And I'm just sharing with you these views. So even Dr. Eric Topol a genomicist at Scripps in La Jolla, California, believes that BA2 is reassuring at this time, that it's unlikely to cause a major wave of infections. You know, there are some people that I believe are quite credible who are believing that BA2 may not be a huge concern, that there's some level of reassurance out there. So there is that. Uh, so this article here is from Nature, which of course is one of our highest impact factor journals. And it's entitled, Had Omicron, You're Unlikely to Catch Its Rising Variant. This one does kind of provide more of that good news angle about Omicron BA2, that second sublineage. And um, they believe that it's not going to cause a major wave of infections. And personally, I like to remain vigilant and see what's going to happen in the next few weeks here in the United States. So these two strains diverged about a year ago. So some people are hopeful that it's not going to be as severe. Just being immunocompromised myself, I do like to make sure that we always stay on the side of caution. I don't want to be wrong on the side of it's something more severe than we thought. And so we have varying opinions about that. And at some point, we do have this personal decision to choose our sources of information and who to trust. So here in Denmark, um, according to this article in Science, they looked at medical registries in Denmark and they saw that close to 2 million Danish residents tested positive, close to 2 million tested positive for COVID from November to February, but only 1,700 had results classified as a reinfection. A smaller percentage were reinfected, but that's not to say that they weren't reinfected. There is a number of people who did and do get reinfected with COVID. So um, that is what they're seeing in the data. BA2 is huge in Denmark at the moment, and it actually is at 88% of all cases over there. So that's what's going on in Denmark as of late February right now. Uh, so we're waiting to and vigilantly seeing what's about to happen and what it's going to look like here in the United States. Here is an article about new symptoms from the subvariant BA2. They're identifying a couple of new variant symptoms. So that is dizziness and fatigue. Although I would say fatigue is kind of something that we do see a lot with long COVID as well. And then what's happening in Japan is um, also very interesting. This preprint recently came out in bio 
archive. I don't know exactly how you're supposed to pronounce it. Bio R X I V. I believe it's probably pronounced bio archive. It's written by a number of researchers. Well, there are 31 researchers on this article all throughout Japan from Kobe to Sapporo, north to the south, south to the north, Utsunomiya and Chiba and so on everywhere across Japan. And they did a study with hamsters on SARS-CoV-2, the Omicron lineage BA1 versus BA2. And they found statistically that BA2 is 1.4 fold higher reproduction compared to BA1. So it is, uh, according to their study on hamsters, that they're seeing it is more reproducible, but also that BA2 is potentially a risk for global health. It's more so than BA1. They found that the replication happening actually in human epithelial cells, but then furthermore, they found that the hamsters were showing that BA2 is more pathogenic, more disease-causing than BA1. So that's what's happening. Japan research. So a lot of the articles and stories I'm sharing with you just happened over the past week. And this one here is from United Nations, the UN News, in which they do also say that the sublineage of BA2 is a variant of concern. And what we are continuing to see continuously in the news is that it is more transmissible, but they're also saying that it's still a variant of concern as well. And then in terms of severity, they're saying that the difference in transmissibility is, uh, seems to be smaller than BA1 and Delta. Initial data says that BA2 appears more transmissible than BA1. However, the difference is smaller in line with what the World Health Organization was saying. It is still more transmissible than BA1. However, the difference of transmissibility, the scale is smaller in gap between Delta and Omicron BA1. And overall decline is reported. Although BA2 is increasing in proportion, it's a reported decline in overall cases globally. So that's very good news, according to this, and also similar to what Dr. Topol was saying. While cases of BA2 have been documented, preliminary studies show that infection with BA1 may provide protection against reinfection with BA2. So that's very, I guess I would agree that that's promising. However, it's not certain always, right? So there is still risk of reinfection. If you've had BA1, there is still, there are still a number of people who do get reinfected with BA2. Around the world, we have 424 million 820,000 reported cases of COVID-19 and there have been more than 5.8 million deaths. It is still pretty severe overall. COVID has done its thing and I really do hope and, and pray that the new variants will be possibly less of concern. So I really do hope we're seeing the light at the end of this tunnel. We shall see here CNBC subvariant is more contagious than BA1 as we've already said but no more severe, according to Reuters.com. This is from the Africa CDC. On the BA2 subvariant in Africa, they're saying that it's more infectious, but no more severe. Johannesburg, February 24th. It appears to be more infectious than BA1, but does not cause more severe disease. So that is good, but it's still severe. I mean, we've seen, as I've mentioned, the number of deaths around the world from COVID. So uh, remaining vigilant and then keeping an eye on what's going on around the world in terms of reports in different parts of the country. And then we've had kind of an opportunity to see them at a distance for what's ahead. And I'm not too sure how 
much preparation we've done. We're still here over two years. It's just good for us to continue to have this information available. And South Africa was one of the first countries to detect Omicron. Although South Africa is over the peak of its wave, the daily number of new infections is still, according to Reuters, around 3,000 per day. I don't know about severity. We continue to see cases. We continue to see people uh, becoming severely ill. We continue to have concerns about the immunocompromised, and we are still seeing numbers of deaths around the world. So it continues to be an issue. The vaccine against COVID is the biggest challenge at the moment. Nobody wins the race until everyone wins, is what the World Health Organization says. That is all the information right now about BA2 as a sublineage of BA1, which is Omicron. They're not calling it anything new on the Greek alphabet. Overall, some people feel that it's very promising. We're not seeing more severity um, compared to BA1, but we are seeing that it's continuing to be more widely spread. And my concern is that with the recent release of restrictions here in the United States that rapidly spreading, more spreadable, more more transmissible aspect of it is definitely going to impact people here. And we're going to see, unfortunately, we're seeing a huge majority of, of people are most likely going to get COVID. And then a good, what we've heard from episode 41 is it is about 10 to 30% that we've seen who are living with long COVID now. We don't know what that's going to look like in the future. And overall, being cautious, being vigilant, being aware, and knowing what the risks are. There's a scale of risk involved. That is the information we have today for this episode, this month's episode of COVID-19 PC. Yeah, we're, we're just um, keeping up with the news reports across different media outlets about what BA2 looks like. A search into preprint of articles with hamsters in Japan. To wrap this up, we've looked at data from the United States, Denmark, Japan, and Africa information about what's going on with BA2. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Continue to follow us, continue to have our episodes on Anchor. I think it's a necessary place for COVID information. Be at anchor.fm, COVID-19, PPC. Take good care out there.